All right, two topics today. Number one, don't cash that check. Don't cash that check, frame it. Today, one of our lender partners is sending out checks and you just might be the unlucky recipient of one of these checks. Now, what I say next may not apply to you. In fact, if you're offended by what I say next, that's probably because it doesn't apply to you at all. So be cool, just enjoy the story. For those who this does apply to, you may not care, which is kind of what the check is a symbol of, not caring. It's a symbol of not caring about process, maybe not caring about clients quite as much, or, or both. Recipients of these checks allowed someone else, a lender, to do a better job for their client than they did. And now you're going to get paid. I mean, paid half uh, as a thank you for having a weak process. The lender appreciates your weak process. Now, my advice is don't cash this check. Frame it. To cash it is to hide it. To cash it is to ignore a fundamental flaw in your process. And you're better than that. Okay, well, maybe not yet. But you can be. You can be better than that. So staring at an uncashed check on your wall will remind you to be better. Now, there might be awards and accolades and all kinds of different things on that wall, but uh, this check is not that, is it? The check is evidence of room for improvement, and that's a good thing. I'm always looking for room for improvement. These are not large checks, not as large as what you could have had anyways. In fact, you could easily add two zeros to these checks if you had a little bit tighter process. So the problem is twofold here. Number one, money doesn't matter to you. Money doesn't really motivate you because, well, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're good. You don't need extra money. I get that. But the second point, it's a little more painful because I, I find it hard to accept that you don't care about your clients. Of course you do. I believe you do. But I believe maybe what the problem is, is you're uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable. Whatever the story is that you're telling yourself about why you don't have the conversations you know you should be having, it usually is because you're uncomfortable. Because, look, speaking of potential death and disability, in even the most cursory way, uh, it may well be something you're just not capable of. But you are capable of it. And if you're not capable of it, then you're in the wrong profession. Because this profession is all about having uncomfortable conversations. We work with people going through divorces. We work with people experiencing a collapse in their business. People with medical issues brought on by illness or accident. People who've recently lost a spouse. In fact, I just got a text message from somebody who's lost someone close to them. And we got to talk about the mortgage situation. In the last example, someone who's lost a spouse, or in the last two examples, really, someone with medical issues and illness, we shouldn't be working with those clients, should we? When someone comes to you to refinance, looking for some kind of relief, a second mortgage, something to help them because of a death in the family or disability of the, the main breadwinner, that's awful because those clients worked with someone before you. They worked with someone who's maybe getting one of these checks. Before the death in the family, before the disability, that person they worked with was weak. Their process was weak. They found the insurance conversation uncomfortable, awkward, or worst of all, they found it to be not their job. And that just kills me, not their job. If anybody ever was working for me and they said, that's not my job, I'd be like, well, now none of it is. You don't have a job. You're gone. These clients 
should have been so well insured, they'd never need to ask for a refinance. But sadly, this is really the case. Sadly, the fact is that most of you watching this right now are underinsured if you're insured at all. So fix what you can fix, right? Got declined a few years back, try again. I just had a conversation last week with a gentleman. It took him four years to get insurance in place. And now he's got a massive policy in place and he genuinely sleeps better at night knowing if anything happens to him, his family's still gonna have the equivalent of his income for 10 years plus. So again, fix what you can fix, right? You owe it to any level of your family to do so. It won't be cheap to put you in the ground. And it'll be even worse if you're stuck still here, not quite in the ground. It can get very costly. So like I say, get yourself insured, get your clients insured. Please do it for your own peace of mind. Do it for your parents, siblings, spouse, kids. Do it for your favorite charity, whatever. And yes, nearly all my insurance policies are held inside a corporation for very good reason. Some people would challenge me on that, but they would lose. If you want to go deeper on either of these topics, I'm wrapping this one up here, but if you want to go deeper on either of these topics, send me an email. If you want to go deeper for your clients, put MPP in the header. I've got a couple of resources I can send you. If you want to go deeper for your own personal situation, your own insurance structure, send me an email with insurance in the header, and I'll send you a couple of resources to check out as well. Fix your process, fix your personal situation, lead by example. Please.